the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Michelle Tafoya podcast, the LGBTQRSTUVW Alphabet Soup Mafia has been basically a group that has hijacked what was once the gay rights movement. Today, we talk to a gay civil rights attorney about his perspective on what the hell is going on and who hijacked his movement. That's next. Welcome to the Michelle Tafoya podcast. Let me read you this quote by a gentleman named Jeff Cleghorn. I have in recent years become alarmed at the targeting and recruiting of children by the LGBTQ plus non-binary queer transgender phenomena that inhabits what was formerly known as the gay rights movement. Included in the Q plus part of the LGBTQ plus identity is pedophilia, which activists are seeking to rebrand as, quote, minor attracted persons or MAPs. Pedophilia, like each of the other quote unquote identities inside the LGBTQ plus gender world, even has its own flag. So when you redefine sexual orientation from sexuality based on sex to an identity based on gender, this completely changes its meaning. Important words from an important man. He is a gay civil rights attorney. His background is so interesting. He served in the armed forces. Um, he was he served on the board of Lambda Legal, uh, worked on the gay movement from 97 to 2003 on the legal staff of Service Members Legal Defense Network. Um, just on and on. President of the Stonewall Bar Association of Georgia has served on the boards of Georgia Equality and Aid Atlanta. What better person to have talk to us about what is going on, how we've gone from gay rights activism to this world where there are hundreds of genders, it seems, and each one of them needs protection, needs legislation, needs rights, needs and and the 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 seemingly obsess this this obsession with wanting children involved. And wanting to take children and convince them that maybe they need surgery. Maybe they need medical coverage. Maybe they need uh, more than just, you know, counseling or talking it through. They need to be changed. All of this is disrupting a lot of lives. Parents' rights are being abused, I think, and, and overlooked in all of this. And so Jeff Cleghorn, um, just an amazing man, is going to talk to us about that. But first... I've got to tell you about the biggest summer secret to a great complexion. It's a lot more than just drinking your water, putting on your SPF. It's having great skincare products. And I get mine from Genucel and that's G-E-N-U-C-E-L. So there's sun, there's humidity, there's dehydrated skin covered in dark spots, puffy bags under the eyes. They're a problem for all of us, but thankfully Genucel has the perfect answer. 
Introducing GenuCell's beautifully curated Summer Essentials Package. It's a limited edition package including GenuCell's one-of-a-kind Ultra Retinol Super Moisturizer. Now, that uses a powerful plant extract alternative to retinol, so there's no harsh effects, no no danger of using it in the sun. It's perfectly safe to use in the sun. Plus, you'll get GenuCell's classic skincare therapy for under-eye bags and puffiness. And one of my favorites, the concentrated vitamin C serum to nourish your skin for a visibly clear complexion with a glow that'll get you compliments all summer long. Go to GenuCell.com slash Michelle right now to get your GenuCell Summer Essentials package. And just for the summer, every subscription order includes a customized summer spa gift box, gift box absolutely free. Order now and every summer package includes GenuCell's immediate effects also free. And with its immediate effects, see results guaranteed in 12 hours or less or your money back. Don't wait. Genucel.com slash Michelle. G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Michelle with one L. Genucel.com slash Michelle. Up next, Jeff Cleghorn, a very important voice on what has happened to the gay rights movement and how it's been hijacked, he says. Well, Mr. Claghorn has asked me to call him Jeff, and so I will do that. Jeff, thank you again so much for being here. I, I said to you uh, just before we started recording that this topic, just when you think it's it's reached its peak heat, it continues to heat up. But uh, as we're in the middle of Pride Month here and we see some of these demonstrations, parades, uh, things going on at sporting events, et cetera, and you see that there continues to be this 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 notion that it's okay for kids to see grown men naked walking down the street handing out candy to them what's your reaction given how much you fought for for gay rights in your life well i can assure you this is not what we were fighting for back in the 90s and the 2000s when we were seeking um recognition of the gay and lesbian soldiers serving in the military and their service to our country when we were seeking access to marriage for same-sex couples uh, to share in the equal uh, rights and responsibilities of citizenship and uh, recognizing our families under the law. We were fighting and working to be included in the American family, and we succeeded in that. Uh, we succeeded spectacularly. Uh, by the time the uh, marriage equality decision came out from the Supreme Court in 2015, the Obergefell decision, uh, followed a few years later by the Bostock decision from the Supreme Court, which granted access to Title VII protections in the workplace against workplace discrimination for not only gays and lesbians, but for transgenders as well. Mm-hmm. So we achieved uh, literally everything that was on the uh, the, the, the so-called gay agenda. Um, you know, back in the day, we said we did have a gay agenda, and it was uh, uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We were just wanting to show people that, you know, we're here, we're different, we understand, but we're not a threat, and we're good people, good citizens, and we accomplished that. And then you did the last a few years. Yeah, <laughs> let's jump to that. The last few years have been, uh, it, as a gay friend of mine told me, he feels like the, the movement's been hijacked. How, how do you see it? It has been hijacked. Um, 
there are a lot of people like me who are kind of coming in from retirement to speak out about our concerns uh, in the United States and Europe as well. I'm seeing increasingly voices online and in op-eds published hither and yon calling for gay men and lesbian women to take a look at what is being done in our name uh, by a uh, an extremist element of the uh, transgender community, an extremist element of the have a string of alphabets, as you know, that's yes. often appropriately ridiculed as alphabetism, LGBTQ, etc. It's all um, nonsense. We didn't have that back when we were actually oppressed and, and, and working to gain equality. As And now that, that, that oppression has become an identity uh, after, you know, we, we did change the country for the better. And, and I think most gay men and lesbian women agree with that. Uh, we're told now by these people who have taken over that we have a national emergency. The leader of the human rights campaign recently testified before Congress that there's a national emergency facing lesbians and gays and transgenders. And it's just awful out there, she said before Congress. And we're scratching our head thinking, where is this coming from? I live in the middle of very rural, bright red evangelical Georgia with a husband. Hmm. We have a wonderful life, wonderful neighbors, wonderful community, wonderful people. It's simply not true, the hysteria and hyperbole that they are doing. And, and how did it happen? Well, uh, like a lot of things in America, this is happening in large part because of money. These organizations, because of money, because of money um, and there's two prongs to it, I believe. These organizations are now being funded at levels that exceeded our wildest expectations back in the gay rights movement. We never had this kind of money coming from corporations. If you look at, for example, the Trevor Project, which is a, you know, started off as a well-intentioned organization to provide on a telephone suicide support to to gay teenagers who might be suicidal and needed somebody to talk to. It was well-intentioned, but it has turned into this uh, part of this uh, um, uh, targeting and recruiting of children that they are uh, doing so intensely in, in elementary schools and kindergartens. Uh, and uh, uh, this organization has, uh, has, has gone from barely $5 million just a few years ago as annual uh, revenues to today in the many tens of millions. I mean, this money is being firehosed and they're all getting this funding from these corporations for, for programmatic work that's non-existent. What they're trying to do uh, is uh, not get marriage rights or get military rights or to uh, get rid of sodomy laws. What they're trying to do is change culturally and legally the definition of sex, the definition of sexuality, and the definition of gender. And they are trying to impose these changes without the consent of the American people, without the consent of women, without the consent of parents, without the consent of gays and lesbians. They're trying to impose these changes top down and push them on us uh, without public discussion, without any kind of public consensus or agreement. 
And you're seeing uh, problems result from this, uh, as you mentioned earlier, practically every time you turn on your television or computer, uh, all of this pronoun silliness, yeah. uh, for yeah. example. The, the, and, so I'm hearing two things from you. Number one, th this agenda is is being pushed and it's being funded. And uh, number two, follow the money. So what is it? in these corporations, what is their desire to, to do? Like, what is the end game here? What are they looking to do? Uh, what we see on the surface is, boy, they're sure trying to get to kids younger and younger these days. And we're hearing uh, quote unquote psychologists or psychiatrists telling us that it, kids in the womb can know if they're transgender uh, or that a, a little boy who unsnaps his onesie is trying to demonstrate that he prefers to be wearing a dress when he's 18 months old. I, I, I have a very hard time understanding that there's enough empir accepting that there's enough empirical data to support this. I think this is all nonsense. But why would corporations want to fund this kind of thing? Or are they just throwing money at something in the name of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and it's being spent in ways that they don't even know about? Well, I'm not sure about whether they're aware uh, or whether they even care, frankly, about what you and I are talking about right now. They are giving the money because of internal pressures from their employee groups. Uh, the Human Rights Campaign, uh, the organization that just testified falsely in front of Congress that there is a first ever national emergency, first ever for gay people in America is now, according to these people. The Human Rights Campaign has a uh, workplace equality index that they grade corporations and big businesses and companies on how they treat their uh, LGBTQ employees and what policies they have in place. So these companies are anxious to get high scores on this workplace equality index. Uh, it helps them with their ESG scores from investors uh, who are looking for, you know, this woke investing type of uh, uh, model. Uh, um, so that's part of the money uh, issue. And the other part that I alluded to a moment ago is coming from uh, Big Pharma, is coming from hospitals who are opening up children's clinics and, and, and making wide profit margins off of doing sex change procedures, sex change surgeries on children. It's coming from uh, uh, a few uh, extremely wealthy transsexual, transgender billionaire donors who are funding uh, these gender clinics, uh, 10, 15 years ago, there were practically no gender clinics in the United States, maybe a couple. Now they're everywhere. What's going on? Money. Follow the money. Uh, there's a lot of profit being made. If, if these children are turned into transgenders as children, if they put them on puberty blockers, they're not temporary. Almost every case of a child put on puberty blockers results in the child proceeding to cross-sex hormones. Almost every case, we know this. And thereafter, oftentimes, they go on to have surgeries. These are life-altering. They are irreparable. And they are causing harm. We know this because on Reddit, there's a subgroup that, last time I checked, has more than 48,000 members of a detransitioner subgroup on Reddit 
you can go to it and look, your, your listeners can look and read for themselves some of the stories and questions and testimonials. Um, it's the wild, wild west out there in terms of what they are doing to children. And it's disproportionately impacting gays and lesbians, gay and lesbian kids, as you can see in these stories on the detransitioners. Most of yeah. those are lesbians, self-identified and, and, and gay men. Uh, uh, and we know as well from the experience that the United Kingdom is going on with their scandal and their gender clinic. Uh, Tavistock is, is called. We now have data from Tavistock that most of the kids that went through their gender clinic were dealing with sexual orientation, homosexual issues. Yeah. They had uh, internalized homo homophobia or they came from homophobic families or or things like this. Uh, you know, we need, as uh, the United Kingdom, Norway, Sweden, and Finland have done recently, we need to put the pause on this gender-affirming yes. care for children and take a long, cold, sober look at the data, the studies, figure out what it tells us and what it doesn't tell us. But these are experimental. The FDA has not approved any of these treatments to treat gender dysphoria for any age. It's guesswork. We're, we're treating children like guinea pigs. And I, I think that we all need to become more alarmed. There's money that's driving it. There's people getting making money off of this uh, corrupt and greedy psychiatrists and uh, uh, plastic surgeons who you see some of their advertisements for their services on TikTok. And it's just the most Oh, I've seen God. things. They're making money. They're happy. And, yeah. You know, you know I, I've always heard that. Follow the money. I hear that about so many issues these days. Right. And, and yet I, I there's this, I guess, naive Pollyanna side to me that wants to believe that medical professionals would never do this to children for the sake of money. But I, I I'm hearing more and more that I'm dead wrong about that. And you're right. This is experimental. I don't understand. Also, why parents don't hunker down and say, before you touch my kid medically, I'd like, you know, some psychological attention, some counseling. Let's figure out what's really going on. You're talking about altering a teenager who's maybe not even old enough to drive yet, but you're going to, you know, do a double mastectomy. And, and before any long range counseling to get at the root of this issue now, I'm not denying that there are transgenders. I don't think you are either. But this, this, this focus on such young people and wanting to introduce all of this to young, young children. And then anyone that pushes back, you're called a homophobe. You're called a transphobe. You're called every phobe in the book. You're a bigot. If you think that children ought to be protected. So, uh, I am with you that parents need to be more alarmed. And I'm so grateful that you're speaking up. Is this what we need more of uh, in order to ring the alarm? Is people like you? What? How do we do this? How do we kind of throttle everyone and go, what, what are we doing here? Well, I yes. And I think this is happening. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing and hearing more and more voices. And the more people speak out, the easier it becomes for them to yeah. speak out. Uh, and so, uh, people need to start having conversations and you're right. Uh, it's, it's a risk to do it. Uh, you look at JK Rowling, uh, perhaps the yeah. uh, most famous children's author in the world, arguably a extraordinarily wealthy woman. She gets death threats and rape threats just for simply saying 
that transgender people and activists need to understand that notwithstanding what they are trying to accomplish, that women and girls in some circumstances need single sex spaces and that sex is biological. I mean, these are simple statements of fact and common sense that if you say them today, you're treated as though there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And so uh, this isn't what we did back when I was an activist. If somebody wanted me to come on television and talk about gay issues, gay uh, issues that you know made other people uncomfortable, whether it was the sodomy laws or whatever, I didn't call them names. I went on television and talked to them. I answered their questions. We had a conversation, a debate, a discussion. They don't want to do that now. Mm. Why not? What are they trying to hide? What is it that they don't want us to know? Uh, and using children as a way to help adult activists feel better about their psychiatric disorders I'm not okay with that. I think that when they started targeting and recruiting children, and that's exactly what's happening. You look at what's happening at Pride Parades. You look at what's happening through Disney programming, Nickelodeon Nickelodeon programming, children's books. Uh, In the schools, some of those books are are truly inappropriate, uh, showing sexual behaviors that are just not appropriate for a child of that age. And I don't know why. Uh, the, the the LGBTQ people are not acknowledging that, you know, there needs to be something done to make sure that those types of books are not made accessible to our kids. I mean, none of us want that. So, uh, it, you know, kids are kids for such a short period of time. I'm the mother of two. Um, mine went from being tiny little children to now being teenagers in what feels like the blink of an eye. And what I wanted so much for them when they were little was to see the beauty in the world, was to appreciate their innocence, was to, you know, watch Winnie the Pooh and all of his friends and, and, and have this beautiful world that then you can slowly as they grow and you as the parent, who knows the child better than anyone you then figure out and watch and help them develop and understand, you know, other parts of the world as the time comes and is appropriate, but to see toddlers at these drag shows, and these aren't ordinary drag shows. These are, you know, these are pretty explicit. These are pretty raunchy things and parents bringing them in. I, I'm at a loss to understand what these parents are thinking. I had someone suggest to me, well, they're just parents who couldn't find a babysitter. So they drag the kids along with them. I don't know. But I, I, again, I I'm unclear as to how the parents don't put their foot down more. And, and as you've, you've mentioned the medical community, you hear that phrase all the time. Well, would you rather have a dead son or a living daughter? You know, that like, it's that simple. Like it's either one or the other, that there's no other way to make your child happy or healthy than to just transition them, which I think is, is crazy. But apparently that argument has scared enough parents to believe that that's the road they have to take. What, what, what do you think parents are, are missing here? Well, um, um, they're trying to do what's best for their children, I'm sure, in most cases. Uh, but what they have to understand is that transgender is not one thing. It's several different things. We uh, see there are some children who are gender nonconforming to, to really extremes that have distress over their gender. 
these are what they, 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 they call transgender kids. I reject that term. I don't believe there's a such thing as a transgender kid. We never had any transgender kids when I was growing up. And so I don't understand why only within the last few years, all of a sudden we started talking about transgender kids. But in any case, these are uh, gender nonconforming kids that the data that is available shows if you leave them alone, puberty will resolve their gender dysphoria and they will come on to be gay men and lesbian women overwhelmingly. That's what the available data shows. Like everything in transgenderism, we need better data. We need better research. But in the meantime, if you look honestly at what we've got, if you leave these kids alone, high chance they're going to turn out to be gay or lesbian. And some of them will be transsexual later on. Fine. Uh, you know, God bless them. There, there are people with gender dysphoria. It's a legitimate psychiatric distress. And I know plenty of transsexual people who are living lives of dignity and and and. Uh, and, and, and many transsexual people reject this gender ideology as yeah. well. They are uh, offended at, at what is being said in their name as well. They recognize they have not changed their biological sex. No one can do that, of course. But they are living as the opposite sex socially, and they've changed some things legally to help them deal with their psychiatric condition. It's, it's, a, it, it's a reasonable, rational thing to do, and a lots of wonderful transsexual people do it. Uh, and they're protected under the law. They already have every legal right in the United States as the rest of us. There's nothing more they need from the government except to be left alone. Right. You mentioned that this that we've seen this explosion here in the last few years, and we can kind of look at the parallels in, in history. So if this is the last few years, we saw the COVID lockdowns. We know that TikTok and other social media platforms have grown exponentially over the last decade. What do you think is responsible primarily for this explosion? I, I will say it also coincides with just a lot of identity politics being played at every level. And the more you can victimize people by slicing and dicing little groups, you know, we went from Black Lives Matter to Black Queer Lives Matter to Asian trans lives matter to all of this, what they, I guess, call intersectionality. The, acad the academics call it that, um, as do some other people. But I'm just wondering what what changed? <laughs> what happened? Well, once the gay rights movement was over and we successfully accomplished our, 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 our bucket list, if you will, the groups that uh, gay men and lesbian women had, had created, had built, had funded, had, had formed and ran for decades, uh, those groups went looking for a new mission. And mm. they landed on gender. They landed on transgenderism. They landed on embracing as well the, the, the broader spectrum of the woke agenda from climate issues to immigration issues to racial issues, none of which were thought to have anything to do with uh, gay rights back during the gay rights movement, those were understood and recognized as separate, different issues, whatever one might think about them. But because they're looking to, to keep the doors open, uh, you know, the, the nonprofit industrial complex, and I'm a, former, I'm a former staffer of a national gay rights nonprofit in Washington, D.C., God bless them. Um, but, uh, they, and, and with these corporations so enthusiastic about sending them so much money, they're looking for things to do. And so they're, they're developing programmings and all of this pseudoscience on children 
this is not FDA approved. There are no peer-reviewed studies using the scientific method showing that, that anyone has ever changed their sex or that anyone has ever been born in their own body or that anyone has a innate gender identity, as, as some of the activists now say. Uh, there's no data to back that up. And even with the absence of data, they're still pushing this with children. And we still have many of the major medical associations in the United States who endorse this, uh, despite the lack of data. And despite what we all see is happening in Europe and throughout Europe, where they are putting the pause on gender affirming care, saying, no, 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 there's other things going on here. We need better research. We need to be more thoughtful before we start giving children chemical castration drugs to treat a mental health problem. We need better data because we're not convinced this is helping. And we're seeing as the um, books are being written about what has happened over in Tavistock in the UK, their gender clinic uh, has been closed down because it was proving harmful to children. And we're seeing now uh, the reality uh, that... Uh, uh, ideology must not masquerade as medicine. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, very well said. Before I let you go, you've you've been a gay civil rights attorney. You've got this legal background, um, more than a background. It's, do you see in the future some lawsuits against these medical clinics that have performed these non-FDA approved experimental surgeries and drugs on kids? Is there going to be a backlash in, in the world of medicine for this? I think we're seeing it form now. Uh, there are lawsuits that have already been filed in the United States, a few of them. Uh, I'm imagining and hopeful that that's just the tip of what will soon be an iceberg and a tsunami of lawsuits against the surgeons and the gender clinics and the hospitals that have promoted this uh, as a um, as a panacea for children who are not capable of consenting to tattoos or a bedtime, uh, but we can let them consent to change their sex. I mean, what madness uh, is this? We need to all put the pause and have a national conversation. This time of no debate is over. It's going to be debated whether the transgender activist community participates or not. I hope they do participate. But uh, we're going to protect the children, and that's the message they need to understand. I so appreciate your voice in this and your willingness to stand up for kids. I, I, my heart breaks for what these children are going through, whether it be emotionally, psychologically, mentally. It's all very, very difficult to, to watch and to learn about. Um, but I am always grateful to people like you who are willing to to say enough. And, you know, we, we've got to protect these kids. Jeff Cleghorn, it's just been a pleasure to have you on. And I hope we'll have you back to talk about additional issues in this umbrella of, of, of talking points that we're, we're hearing every single day. But it's, it was an honor to have you and I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. This has been the Michelle Tafoya podcast. He is Jeff Cleghorn. Check him out. Um, he's, clearly a man of great wisdom. And as always, as I end every podcast, be brave and do good. Thanks for listening.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.